Well, folks, welcome to One More Edition of Politics and Random. Berto is your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today, as usual. Well, welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard, Melanie Keelan. Now, calling from Barcelona, Spain. Alistair Waters is in the house, as well as Lee Grant and Deborah Moyers. How's everybody doing today? AVQ is in the house. Let me tell you something, folks. I don't know what happened today at noon. I had all my streaming going, and apparently the stream didn't make it out of the studio. So I'm going to, after the show today, I'll see what happened at noon. But as it turns out, we're pretty busy here trying to get this stuff on the road. Anyhow, folks, uh, AVQ, I trust. But first question, how is the leg doing? Is the swelling going down? Did they drain what they needed to drain? Give us an update, sir. Let's see what else we got. Alison Water says, howdy to all. The latecomers. Okay, starting with Rudnan number one. Looks like a busy day. Heading out for a few minutes. Gonna post uh, my commentary really quick before I go. Oh, and in case anyone gonna ask my leg, I climb stairs normally for the first time in weeks. Maybe by next month, I'll be ready to run up the stairs again. I'm glad to, for the update, sir. Thank you so kindly. All right. Needed to get some coffee. I, I Today, I, did, I decided to drink some caffeinated coffee. So what can I say? All right. New York Times, George Santos faces calls to resign from Long Island GOP leaders. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The rejection by Republican leaders in Nassau County is the sharpest denunciation for uh, Mr. Santos' party because leaders in Washington have mostly stayed mum. Republicans didn't care about Santos lying to their base and misrepresenting himself until they found out that he defrauded their wealthy donors. Republicans are demonstrating yet again that they don't give a you-know-what about you. But if, if you mess with their money, they'll come after you in full force. Rudnan is so right. He's so right. They don't care. The only reason they will want him gone is if somehow you mess with the money of the people. That's the only way. So let's get it right, folks. Let's, let's start remembering how, the you know, the, the, look, Santos is not doing Anything that most Republicans don't do to get elected, and that is lie through the bazooka. That is what they do. That's what he does. That's what he did. And that's what we're looking at, folks. Lying, 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 lying. I think I saluted Bruce Pollard, right? Bruce, I think I saw you in the house. Bruce Pollard is in the house. All right, second story, raw story. New York Times reporter Michael Smith talking about what retired U.S. Marine Corps G General John Kelly told him about working for Trump White House. So when Kelly came in as chief of staff, he thought that the problem around Trump was that was staffed properly. I, I have that in my notes today, so I'm not going to read that one. That is actually a part of the, um, the blog that I did today. Did I? But did I play that yesterday? I think I also played that yesterday, but I could be wrong. Uh, anyway, um, we also have Salon. The U.S. drops an average of 46 bombs a day. Why should the world see us as a force of peace? The U.S. has dropped at least 337,000 bombs and missiles in 20 years and now clutches its pearls over Russia. The Pentagon has finally published the, air, the first air power summary since President Biden took office nearly a year. These monthly reports have been uh, published since 2007. 
to document the number of bombs and missiles dropped by U.S.-led air forces in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria uh, since 2004, but President Trump uh, stopped publishing them after February 2020. Air forces have dropped more than 337,000 bombs and missiles in all other countries. That's an average of 46 strikes per day for 20 years. The endless bombardment has not only been deadly and devastating for its victims, but it's broadly recognized as seriously undermining the international peace and security and diminishing America's standing in the world. These are only the bombs dropped in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria. Our military has also dropped bombs in Libya, Pakistan, Somalia, Yemen, and several other nations, including Panama. Uh, the actual number is assuredly higher than this. I can only imagine, just look at the defense budget, right? Uh, how many billions wasted treasure resulted from our military overuse? How much of that could have gone into building up stuff into infrastructure instead of destroying things, right? Absolutely so. Thank you for those, AVQ. Melanie Keelan in the house. Let's see. We got Eric says, what are wind projects and whales dying? Hmm. An environmental activism group in New Jersey has called for an investigation into offshore wind construction activity after six whales washed up ahead at dead uh, in the New Jersey, New York region in 33 days over December, uh, January, ocean action. Okay, um, we have to, if, yeah, we should find what causes the problem and fix it. The problem that I have sometimes with folks who always try to find these problems is they're not proactive in realizing we have to do something about what's going on. All right. Uh, Bruce Pollard says, no water, deja vu. You know what happened, uh, Bruce? They cut off our water today. Uh, you know, when I left the house at 10 o'clock for KPFT, we had water. I called Linda at 1 on my way back, and she said that the water was turned off. And as soon as Ashley and I got back, we saw the guy with the valve turning the, the water on. Apparently, they had a break somewhere, and they were trying to fix it. If you didn't have water, I'm surprised. I didn't know you were, would be on the same line that I am on. Anyhow, Eric Hayes says it's laughable. Biden said he did not know about the documents at Penn Biden Center, but had another batch in his unsecured home garage. What a story, and they're truthful. Yep, when caught. Let's, let's just compare it to, with Brother Trump, right? All right. Alistair Water says, great news, Michael Rodden. Yes, it is great news. Every case is as soon as the documents were found, Biden contacted NARA and they took 46, 48 days to investigate. And that's no, nope, he told them to come take the documents. Once the documents is out of his hands, it's out of his hands. They do what they do. Lee Grant says missile and bomb equity for everyone. <laughs> uh, hey, Lee Grant, can I be your comedy manager, please? Can I be your manager? I only take 25%, but I work for the, you know, come on, come on, I could do it for you, man. All right, Eric Hayes, Eric, you're dominating. It says, anyone who, why Penn received China monies? Oh, let's continue. Uh, Yvette Avery Herod is in the house. Welcome, Yvette. Let's go ahead and get, Bruce says, I have water now, but I remember a break by you several years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, we had a break, um, I think, since I got back already again. You know, it's crazy. Es ridículo, pero así es la vaina. Tú sabes cómo va la cosa aquí. All right, let's continue the program. Let me mute this before I get it started. All right. 
Let's go ahead and start the first video with the Minnesota governor. Let's go. Democrats are in control of both houses in uh, Minnesota, and the governorship belongs to Tim Walz, a Democrat as well. And uh, I, I, I wanted you to listen to this because uh, Governor Walz is bold. And what he's asking Democrats is, don't think puny. Don't think uh, maybe we should kind of compromise before we need to compromise. Think big and get things done. Listen to what the governor had to say. More Democrats need to think like him and be uh, as assertive. I, I, I have some additional progressive uh, policies that I would want to put out, probably more so than uh, most governors that get elected. But again, this guy shows that he's willing to go out there and get things done. Listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. In Minnesota, the Democratic Party now controls both chambers of the state's legislature. And so Governor Tim Walz is asking his fellow Democrats to, quote, think big when it comes to voting issues and other reforms the party is hoping to put into action. And so joining us now, Democratic Governor of Minnesota, Tim Walz. Governor, it's an exciting time for Democrats in Minnesota. First time in eight years you've controlled both chambers. So how do you plan to use this new power? Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you for having us. I think we're going to use it to improve the lives of Minnesotans. They spoke very clearly in this election. Uh, one of the things here we're very proud of in Minnesota is we rank at or near the top in voter turnout in every election. And protecting that access to the ballot with, uh, you know, automatic voter registration, pre-registration for our 16 and 17-year-olds, uh, felon restoration of voting rights, and then finally being able to use some of the federal money. We've been stopped by Republicans in the Senate from using the HAVA money, the Help America Vote Act. And so I think moving to protect that ballot and then moving on to things that people saw are under threat, reproductive rights, abortion uh, access for women. And then we're going to make historic investments in education to, to make this the best state in the country to raise your family and have a child. So those are things that I think folks spoke clearly about. And it, it's not, you know, about Democrats having power and doing whatever we want. It's moving things forward that people ask for that have been stalled. So it is an exciting time. Governor, the headline of the New York Times article says that Democrats are going on the offensive with voting rights in Wisconsin. How specifically do you plan to go on the offensive? Yeah, and I think you see this, as I said, Minnesota has a long tradition, bipartisan tradition, by the way. We don't fear the voters. They vote, and however they vote, we respect that. We've seen this attack on voting rights, attack on our elections. Have an incredible uh, Secretary of State and Steve Simon that keeps Minnesota as safe, uh, fair elections. Uh, so we need to make sure as we see across the country rolling back of this, you know, states around us, you know, making it difficult for people to get water while they're voting. It's it's ridiculous to people here. So I think, again, we have same day registration, but we need to pre-register. Everybody's there. We need to make sure that it's easy to vote. We need to make sure we have more access, as I said, using some of those federal dollars in our state surplus to make sure that we have plenty of voting places for people to vote. And we know that vote by mail is secure and safe. And when you're in a state like Minnesota, the weather's on predictable as we've seen across the country um, just things to expand access to the ballot letting people vote and um, however they choose to vote that is their right to do um, but this idea 
of we're seeing across, you know, in other states where there's this attempt to make it more difficult to vote in Minnesota. We want to make it as easy as possible. We know our elections are safe, secure and fair. And we're going to lean into that, codify that and put up a firewall because uh, this attack on voting rights is attack on the basic core of democracy. And it needs to end. I absolutely agree with you, Governor Walsh. This is Eddie Glauden. And you say you want folks to go big. Now, what is the lesson you're going to what is the lesson you're sending to the National Party? We know that voting rights is stalled uh, in the House of Representatives. The John Voting Rights Act uh, hasn't been able to have haven't been able to do much with that. So what are you saying to the National Party leaders as you go big in Minnesota around the voting rights issue? Yeah, and I, I say that I had the privilege of serving for a dozen years in Congress with John Lewis and many conversations about this uh, went with John to Selma and, and, and listened to some of those things and understanding this is a critical time in our nation's history. And we've watched people erode that uh, that basic right. I think now if we can't get it federally, states need to take the lead. We saw that with the decision on Roe. I don't think the Supreme Court is done. And I think now why we have an opportunity with folks who care about the democracy, care about access to abortion, care about public schools, care about union organizing. Um, we need to use this as an opportunity. If there's any things Republicans have taught me, you know, we have a, a slim majority here in the Senate, but Republicans always told me a one vote majority is a majority. Um, and, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying now is Democrats who care about this. And this isn't about we're going to make this state uh, more hospitable for people to come here and teach if they want to come and teach uh, to start businesses. We have a we have a, a strong business climate. This isn't about some strange ideology that we have. These are basic American tenants of access to the vote, access to public education, access to make your own health care decisions. And I just think for us to, you know, I'm willing I, I come from a rural district that I served in Congress. I'm willing to compromise. I'm not going to compromise on the ballot. I'm not going to compromise on women's rights. I'm not going to compromise on public schools. And I think we need to um, understand that the states are going to be at the forefront of that. I'm, I'm really excited that my my good friend Gretchen Whitmer is in the same situation we are, because we've seen this in states where we have incredible governors like Tony uh, Evers in Wisconsin. They have to fight against some of the most basic things. So I'm, my message nationally is, is that uh, the vast majority of people agree with this. We always stretch, you know, we scratch our heads. People know that we need to do something around safe gun legislation. Mm-hmm. It pulls out the roof, yet nothing happens. I think states, when they're in an opportunity to make a change, need to go bold. Yeah, Mr. Governor, I actually was going to go on that very topic. Democrats wanted to go big on the idea of gun safety. And your state touched by this uh, just a few days ago, the Mall of America, the famous mall there in Minnesota. Yes. Uh, five people were arrested in the fatal shooting there that sent the mall, the nation's largest, into lockdown for hours on the eve of the yes. holiday. In fact, members of the New York Giants were there and had to shelter in place for a few hours. What more can be done on yes. guns, both at the state and federal level? Yeah, I was in the very store uh, yesterday with my two children, 21 and 16, and they're talking about it, how how outrageous it is. Look, I served 24 years in the military. I, I have fired these weapons. I know when they did, there's a place for them, and it's the battlefield. I'm also a lifelong hunter. I'm a pheasant hunter. It's my thing. I grew up doing it. It's cultural, and it's all of that. The, the common sense things that we're talking about, whether it is uh, making sure that we're, uh, we're doing good background checks, making sure that we have red flag laws, those things don't impede your lawful right to own firearms, but there are too many guns on the street. When we have 18 and 17 year olds with illegal firearms on the streets, strengthening uh, penalties around star purchasers, uh, we need to recognize these types of things don't happen in the same numbers they do elsewhere. And people have the freedoms to do things in other countries. We need to get this fixed. And again, I come from a rural area. I come from a culture, as I said, of hunting and serving in the military. There is absolutely
absolutely no argument to be made that you need these weapons of war and that there shouldn't be restrictions against them. Again, we make it difficult for an 18 year old to register to vote, but they can buy an AR with no background check in some case. It's ridiculous. So um, I agree with you. Minnesota's no, uh, we're not immune to this. It shakes us. We again are traditionally a very safe state, but we've seen a rise in violence, especially gun violence. And again, we're going to put money into the things that, that uh, stop this from happening. But I get, uh, you know, it's irritating to me when I hear Republicans say, well, you know, it's a mental health issue or something like that. We have a lot of issues dealing with mental health, but many of those people are not violent. It's a gun problem. And, and we need to figure that out. Uh, good for you, Tim Walls. I, I, I think it's important for us to understand that people respect strength. People respect those who are actually doing something that they feel is moving the country in the right direction. Things that are positive for society as a whole. Great job. Absolutely. We spend a lot of time. Absolutely. Great job. Great job. Great job. Uh, let's see. Alistair Waters is great news for Rodney. E2247 says, hello, relatives. Hello, E2247. Lee Grant says, missile and bomb equity for everyone. I think I read that one already. Yvette Averett Herod is in the house. We have Deborah Meyer says, así la vida va. In other words, that's how life goes. Así la vida va. All right, Deborah Myers, you go, girl. Miss Doctor. Eric Hayes says, here we go with Minnesota. Yes, Lee Grant says, Minnesota is might white. Huh? You mean mighty white? Yeah, but it, it has a lot of folks coming in from Ethiopia and Somalia in there as well. Julie Henderson says, pro-gun states should have signs upon entering the state. Enter at your own risk. No guns permits required. Sounds like Texas. Lee Grant says, you don't need an AR to take down a pheasant. Lee, are you coming over to the right, the correct side, man? I kind of like that, Lee. I kind of like that. All right. Um, let's see what else we have to cover today. There's a story in Common Dreams. Can't remember what it is now. I'm about to go over there. And that I want us to look at 34% of big profitable corporations paid zero in federal taxes in first year of Trump tax law. I want you to I want to remind you. Instead of cutting vital and popular programs like Social Security and Medicare, we need to repeal the Trump tax breaks for the rich and demand that the largest corporations in America finally start paying their fair share of taxes. That's what Bernie says. You know what's interesting? People like to to protect these wealthy people. Uh, it's their money. They earned it. And, you know, they pay most of the taxes anyway. One, they didn't earn it. Two, they pay most of the, most of the taxes because they use most of the resources, right? Uh, when it comes to their, the, the ease of life, flying around, driving around, they use a lot of the throughput. That money that they have there is capital, not afforded others, even though the others are the ones who do the work. Anyhow, a study released Friday by the Government Accountability Office found that more than a third of large profitable corporations in the United States. Let me put that on the screen because I want you guys to see this as well. All right. Uh, it says that the GAO commissioned by General, uh, by Senator Bernie Sanders showed that average effective tax rates, the percentage of income paid after tax breaks among profitable large corporations fell from 16% to 9%. So we pay more than them on average. According to the GAO, 
the General Accounting Office, the share of profitable large corporations that owed zero in federal income tax after credits rose from 22% to 34% in 2018. Talk about ripoff, right? Talk about ripoff. Each year from 2014 to 2018, about half of large corporations and a quarter of profitable ones didn't owe federal taxes. Even though they drive on our streets, they breathe our air, they do all these things that society makes it possible for them. Yet they don't want to pay any federal income tax. Each year, from 2014 to 2018, about half of the corporation, a quarter of profitable ones, didn't pay any federal taxes, GAO said. For example, profitable corporations may not owe taxes due to prior year's losses. And we know how they can manufacture those losses. Depreciation and all that kind of stuff. Interesting ways to do losses, man. But nobody talks about it, you know? You can't do all those things that the corporations do. The Tax Cuts and and Jobs Act, which former President Donald Trump signed into law in December 2017, slashed the corporate tax rates from 35% to 21%. 14%, absolute 14% drop. But when you look at it from the standpoint of size, more than a 40% change in the amount. Is that cool or what? Imagine if we could all get over a 40% tax, you know. What can I say? While Houston Republicans, uh, while House Republicans want to make huge cuts to Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid because of their serious concern about deficits, they voted to provide over a trillion dollars in tax breaks to large corporations and top 1%. Sanders said in a statement on Friday, the situation has become so absurd that over a third of largest and most profitable corporations in our country pay nothing in federal income taxes. That's the country you want? Is that the country you really want to work? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Bridge MCP hasn't made it in yet. All right, continuing. Um, while the, I read that already, instead of cutting vital and popular programs like Social Security and Medicare, the senator added, we need to open, we need to repeal the Trump tax breaks for the rich and demand that the largest corporations in America finally start paying their fair share of taxes. Don't you think it's time? Isn't it time? I think it is. The GAO reports doesn't name the specific companies that paid nothing in federal income taxes. E, uh, over the period the federal government examined, they need to be shamed. They need to be shamed. Continuing, the GAO report, let's see what else we got. I don't want to read the whole thing, but you guys get the picture, right? You kind of get where we're going there. So I wanted to read that because, you know, you, you get some of the conservatives in the House, they don't understand the, they don't understand how deep it runs taking advantage, right? Taking advantage of others. All right. Going back to my reading, Daniel Ledeau says, what do you use to take down a pheasant? I don't know. I think a buckshot, maybe. I think that'll work. You don't need an AK-47, right? Or AK-40, AR-40. Or AR-15, I guess is what it's called. Alistair Waters. Alistair Waters says, Every time I hear someone say gun violence is a mental health problem, the governor disrupted it well. It is in part a mental health problem, but not always. True. Daniel Ledeau says, Lee Grant, maybe if under 100 pounds, but bigger, require at least a 00 t-shirt. 
Alistair says the gun is always the common denominator. To Richard W., welcome aboard, says shotgun, my favorite pheasant gun is my 12 gauge Burnell M2. Isn't that a military weapon too? An improved cylinder choke is perfect for most pheasant hunting scenarios. And Mike Cisek says, who ultimately pays the taxes on business? Customers or it's all a circle and that's why we want them up front to come out and pay their taxes. So you, you hit the nail on the head, Mike Cisek. Also, who has the highest profit margin government and their taxes? Hmm, that's not a profit. You know, you're defining it incorrectly. It is we the people, okay? It's past time. What time is it? It's 29. Yes, it is. Sharkula hairstylist. Welcome to Politics Done Right. She says, I take down peasants with my... <laughs> you take down peasants with your teeth? Yuck. Come on. I don't believe you, Sharkula's hairstylist. Tell me the truth now. Tell me the truth. Remember, we're good friends. Anyhow, so you got you guys get the point of what I was trying to put out there. I, you know what just hit me? I need to drink more of this coffee. Sleep just hit me. Here's the problem. I was in a meeting till about one this morning. It's the, the it's a it's our board. I'm on the board of the Pacifica Network, the 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 board that controls this Pacifica Network. That's on five hundred. I don't know how many stations it's on, right? And we had to go through our stuff and it was late. Eventually, I hung up and had to go ahead and take a shower because I had done my exercise, right? All right. Uh, Mike Cisek says, who ultimately pays the taxes on business? We answered that. Who has the highest profit margin, government or their taxes? Not true. Uh, Deborah says, it's past time. Shakula says, I take down pheasants with my teeth. I read that one already too. Boom, Sharkula's here stylish from Alistair Waters. And Deborah Moyer says, I think she may, she means she ate them. Ah, oh, they were tasty. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't get that. Show you how my mind was still on the killing of the animals, which I don't quite like too much. Check out your facts, Mike Cisak, is what Alistair told Mike to do, which he probably should heed her warning. Check out your facts. If she tells you to check out your facts, you should. All right, let's go to our second video, which is former Speaker Paul Ryan. Check this out. Well, 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 well. It seems like good old former House Speaker Paul Ryan didn't have any kind words for Donald Trump recently in his interview on CNN where he was promoting his new book. I want you to check this out and let's go ahead and take it on the other side. He's fading fast. He's a proven loser. He costs us the House in 18. He costs us the White House in 20. He costs us the Senate again and again. And I think we all know that. And I think we're moving past Trump. He's a proven loser. He costs us the House in 18. He costs us the White House in 20. He costs us the Senate again and again. And I think we all know that. And I think we're moving past Trump. He's a proven loser. He costs us the House in 18. He costs us the White House in 20. He costs us the Senate again and again. And I think we all know that. And I think we're moving past Trump. I really think that's the case. I, do, I can't imagine him getting the nomination, frankly. And I'm, I don't mean this because I, I don't want him to get the nomination. I just don't think he will as an analytical point. It is amazing. 
These guys, when they're out of, when they feel that somehow Donald Trump cannot do much to them, then suddenly they have the guts to really tell the truth. But this has been the truth for a long time. Come on, the fact that he's lost the house, several, I mean, lost all these races should have been, should have been telling you, hell, he hadn't even won his own race where he won the presidency because of the flawed constitution, the, the, the electoral college. Come on, folks. Well, Paul Ryan, he did a good thing. You're just way, way, way overdue. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, yes, he's way overdue. He's way overdue. And notice how muscle memory works. Uh, he had to remind himself that he says he doesn't want Trump there. The muscle memory was like, if oh, no, no, no. I just remember. I don't want Trump. I don't want Trump. And we don't even think he's going to get through the primary. All right. Good. Good for you. Good for you. All right. We got, let's see. Boom. Shakula here, stylist. And uh, Alistair Waters says 410. I think that means marijuana. Is that true? Is that what it is? All right. No, I think that's 402. I don't remember. Anyhow, Barbara Moyers, Deborah Moyers says, I think she means eat them. I read that. And uh, going down, Lee Grant says, we need to get ready for Joe Biden to try to steer the ship of state through 23-24. Recession. Buckle up. Actually, it seems like with that, you know, the recession that everybody expected doesn't seem to be coming. And I looked at some numbers today, and I, I'll have it hard to figure out if we're actually going to get a recession this year. I kind of doubt it, but we'll see. Uh, Lee Grant says, we need to get ready for Joe Biden to try uh, to try to steer the ship off statement 3435. Wow. Wow. All right. Deborah Moyer says, yes, it is, though I haven't had any for years. Okay. Um, pheasant, that is, I think you're talking about. Good afternoon. Y'all call me right in the middle of a meal. Maywood, what are you doing in California at 1.34 eating a meal? What time did you wake up today, brother? ¿A qué hora te levantaste? What time did you wake up? All right. 2020 was a massive voter fraud. That's the only way Biden won. Oh, Lord. Keep telling yourself that, Mike, as you continue to lose and lose and lose because you think you got to change. You got to change. You don't need to change policy. You just need to change who's in the office. You keep you keep telling yourself that. And we'll we'll continue being very happy as we win. Because if all Republicans are thinking like you, please, please let them do so we can take this country and make it a better place for us all. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. All right, Alistair Waters says 410 is a shotgun. 420 is marijuana. Y'all remember that song? Marijuana. Give me the banana. Remember that? Anyhow, let's continue the program. I got one more video. It's still early, but, you know, what can I say? I have two interviews to process, but like I said, I was on a board meeting, took too much time. Check this out. Then we'll take it on the other side. I want to show you how these drug companies work and the subliminal messages that they send you with ads. I want you to listen to this and notice what they do. They know that the people are going to take this drug. Some uh, ladies listen to, uh, you know, some specific ladies and guys listen to this message and what they're going to hear are the things they need to hear 
for when they're listening. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. This is evil, but it's what they do. This is going to be great. Taking the shawl off. Is he looking at my hairline? Is plaque psoriasis making you rethink your everyday choices? Otesla is a pill, not a cream or injection, that can help people with plaque psoriasis achieve clearer skin. And no routine blood tests required. Don't use if you're allergic to Otesla. Otesla can cause serious allergic reactions. It may cause severe diarrhea, nausea, or vomiting. Otesla is associated with an increased risk of depression. Tell your doctor if you have a history of depression or suicidal thoughts or if these feelings develop. Some people taking Otesla reported weight loss. Your doctor should monitor your weight and may stop treatment. Some people taking Otesla reported weight loss. Your doctor should monitor your weight and may stop treatment. Upper respiratory tract infection and headache may occur. Tell your doctor about your medicines and if you're pregnant or planning to be. Doctors have been prescribing Otesla for over eight years. Don't hesitate. Ask your doctor about Otesla today. You see what I'm saying? Oh, this this drug may cause weight loss. Your you, your your doctor may eventually take you off of it because it may cause weight loss. I wonder why they're sticking that in there. Think about it. You know, they want it used for other purposes, and they want you to force your doctor to subscribe that messaging, uh, prescribe that message uh, that that medicine for you, so that they can again make a few more dollars. Not a few more dollars. Orders of magnitude, more dollars. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, and that is so true. Deborah Moyer says, Republicans don't help people, just themselves and the wealthy. And I think they've proven that. Maywood says, as to my meal, ever heard of lunch? You got me. You got me, Brother Wood. Uh, let's see. Alistair corrected me. 410 is a shotgun. 420 is marijuana. Deme la banana. All right. Let's see. Uh, what else have we got? Any more? Any more? Any more? I don't see that we have any more messages. Well, Maywood just says uh, Mike Cisak and uh, Trump. Yeah, Trump and the Republicans tried to cheat. And defraud, but the number of voters who is turned out and voted, damn, they really showed where the power is in this country. The power is actually with whom again? With us. So we should never forget that. We should never forget that. All right, let's see. What else have we got today? Uh, there's another Common Dreams article that I, that I, that I covered today. And uh, let's go ahead and, and do the, you know, piece of it for, for Exxon. All right. The article title was, and I covered some of this on KPFT 90.1 FM. Nail in the coffin. Study shows Exxon accurately predicted warming decades ago. Exxon hires the best men. They have the best scientists and everything. And these scientists came out and said, we, uh, it causes global warming. And they gave the numbers and they came within 0.4%. Good modeling. Very good modeling. But I think what is important is for people to understand that these oil companies or these corporations in general, they don't have a fiduciary responsibility to you. These executives have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. You don't count. Remember that you don't count. And that's why you must fight to ensure that they do what you must have them do. Maywood says, uh, tired of... 
Okay. Yeah, Trump and the Republicans start to cheat and defraud, but the number of voters who is turned out and voted out them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, what else have I got here? Um, what else have I got here? <laughs> I will not, according to Santos. George Santos, New York Republicans are telling him to go, and he says, I'm not. If you want me to leave, 140 of you need to tell me to leave. Of which case, I say, be gone. Let's get that 140, folks. I know, look, I know George Santos, it's probably a very lonely place. But you knew what you were getting into. You honestly knew what you were getting into. All right, uh, Maywood to Mike Cisak. And it had more to do with Republicans. With refuse to shop, had as much or more to do with it. That's why Republicans down ballot didn't do well. Yeah. And they won't do well until they change their colors. Right now, Democrats are in stride. Democrats have had the same purpose or the same issues where they fall over. They've had that before as well, but not now. Not now. Right now, it's unity, baby. It's unity. Um, what time? Let's see what else we're going to cover. You know, <laughs> these last three days when I write my essays, I've been writing it for less at KPFT. Or not at KPFT, at... Um, at the rehab center. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Okay, I just said rehab center. It's not at the rehab center. I can't remember where it's at. Anyway, um, Eric K says, just got rid of anyone like Santos and winning party replaces them. And the winning party, why should the winning party replace them? Let the people vote. Let the people vote. Deborah Moyer says, I think someone of his constituents are complaining. Finally, a lot of them are now, um, Deborah. John Smith says, that's not true. Since Trump ended up with 15 million more votes than he got in 2016. Oh, my God. Trump was 3 million votes shorter than, than Hillary in 2016. And Biden was over 7 million votes more so than Trump. But I know, John, you may have an issue with math. I offer my tutoring service for $50 an hour. Okay, there you go. All right, uh, Alistair Waters says, again, Eric Hayes, what's your solution to the problem? Eric Hayes is not about solving problems. We have to remember that. What Eric Hayes wants to do is simply throw a wrench into success. That's it. You know, there are some people that work for cheap. They blow things up for cheap. That is where Eric is right now. That is where Eric is right now. So don't, don't, don't sit down there and buy into, you know, and, and get perturbed when Eric has much to say. Because, again, that is, you know, that is what they're... Excuse me, that is, that is what they're really, really into. Anyhow, I've got una, un video más para mostrarte. Uh, it's not the Biden video, but is the, um, the video that was with George Stephanopoulos. No, I don't want to play the one with George because that one, is, that one isn't too cool. Let's go ahead and do the video with... Um, 
Gosh, gosh, gosh. Bridge is in the house. Where have you been, Bridge? You're so late. You know, I'm kidding. You love you, girl. All right, let's go ahead and get this one here. I, I just pulled it out and somehow it messed up on me. Um, I played this one and somebody gave me a hard time. They were supposed to give me a call into my program today. They didn't. But for all the newcomers, I'm going to play it one more time because I want people to really get this particular message. Here we go. These hosts and the American population in general, they're so indoctrinated into a fraudulent economic system that even when they say things that should boggle the minds, people just look at it as vita complete. This is how things are. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Andrew Ross Sorkin has something to say about inflation cooling and, and, and listen keenly. Let's take it on the other side. We yeah. have Andrew Ross yeah. Sorkin with us. He's the co-host of CNBC's Squawk Box. Andrew, good morning. Uh, what do you make of this number as it crosses inflation down to 6.5% in December? I think I'm with Steph. This is actually not a terrible number, um, not a great number. And the truth is it's a lagging number, meaning we're, we're looking at numbers that are old. And the likelihood is that that number would be worse today. But again, you know, we, we keep talking about sort of what is a good number. Part of it is what's a number that the Federal Reserve looks at and says, OK, I'm not going to continue raising interest rates because I'm worried about the economy. So we always I use this word perverse all the time. It's perverse. You know, you want the number to be good. You don't want it to be too good. You, but you also don't want it to be too bad. If it's really too bad, then you're really in trouble. And so this is I don't want to say Goldilocks, but this is what was expected. You're not seeing the markets move uh, materially at this point. It was moved marginally up this morning on the futures. But we'll see. I, I you know, I, I know Joe was trying to pinpoint when was that moment that all of the, the quote, smart money in the hedge fund land, and it was really this fall, decided that things were going to be terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, and, the, and, and people are bringing their earnings numbers down. One of the big questions for corporations is, is it throw everything into the kitchen sink now? Meaning bring your earnings numbers down because uh, that'll give you a little bit of runway later in the year. And therefore, your numbers will therefore look better. That also may be happening right now. So we're seeing a lot of the numbers come down now, but hard to know what that means six months from now. Hey, Andrew, uh, we're going to hear from President Biden just about an hour's time uh, on this, on inflation, on the state of the economy. Um, but certainly what people really want to hear is going to be from Jerome Powell in, in a few weeks, the last inflation report we get before the next Federal uh, Reserve's meeting. So uh, I don't know if you have your crystal ball there, um, but what is your sense as to how this is going to be received? You mentioned only marginal movement so far on Wall Street. But there's a couple different audiences here, Wall Street, corporate America, the Fed. What do you think? Right. Well, the the big question is how do you look at something like CPI, which is actually the you know a, an index of what people are paying for things, versus the employment picture? And we're still at now we're down at three point five percent unemployment in this country. And one of the things you've heard Jerome Powell say is that he needs to actually, in an odd way, he needs to make that number worse. He needs there to be more unemployment in this country, right? And so, to the degree you think he's going to be focused on that, um, that might not be such a, a great thing in the 
immediate term, meaning he's going to continue to raise interest rates. If he looks at this data and and mm. again, it's a lagging. Is that piece of it lagging? And also is the employment picture lagging? Maybe he says, OK, things actually are not as good as we think. And maybe not as good is actually good because therefore he doesn't have to raise rates. Now, think about this. What Andrew uh, Sorkin, Russ Sorkin is saying is that for our economy to work properly, we have to have pain from a certain amount of unemployed. They're also saying that, uh, you know, they constantly tell you what inflation is, 6.5%. What they don't tell you is that is from last year to this point this year, it's 6.5%. But reality is this month's inflation or December's inflation was negative. In other words, it dropped. So month to month, we are actually, last month we didn't have zero inflation. We had negative inflation, which means we had a degree of deflation because of gas prices and a few other things, right? But worse is if you take a look at what he said. Well, the employers are going to look at the data now and decide if they're going to have to, might as well say, cook the books. Hear what he says. Make make them look so bad now. Take all your losses in now. So calculate to make your books look a certain way so that uh, we can come out of it looking like we're stars. This economic system is a fraud. And the average American citizen within this economic system is nothing but a cog in the wheel to enrich a few. Again, think about it. In what Sorkin just told you, we need to see more pain on the American people with unemployment. And if we don't see the pain in unemployment, we're going to give everybody in the middle class and the the, the working class pain by increasing their interest rates until they succumb, until they succumb to an economic system, a fraudulent economic system that says we must have a certain percentage of you suffering all of the time. And by the way, we're not going to tell you what inflation really is. We'll kind of tell you what it has been on a declining rate, not commensurate with what's actually occurring today in our economy. Like I've said several times, we have a fraudulent economic system. And when we understand it, we can do something to make it a real economy that supports us all. There you go, Deborah. Schooling folks on the Republican Party and all of that good stuff. You go, girl. Or I guess that is Alistair Waters. That is Alistair Waters. There you go. All right, let's see what a Lee Grant says. Inflation gains were chump change. No, I don't think that was chump change, brother. Uh, the Trump didn't receive about 11.2 million votes than he did in 2016. I mean, the lies just go on and on, and the gullible ones just buy it up and buy it up. Bridge MCP says, back then the salt was Democrats and Klan. Yes, it was. Those were the days. I'm glad I, I missed most of that. Okay. Okay. What time is it? Oh, it's already in the 51. All right, folks. Today is February. All right. Today is January the 13th. Friday, January the 13th. Friday the 13th. Uh, I hope all of you uh, this afternoon go home and have yourself a great, great weekend. Breaking news. Top secret players found in historic Mount Vernon home. More classified docs uncovered when former president turned over his in his grave. Special counsel Benedict Arnold to investigate. <laughs> How do you come up with this stuff, Tom? 
How the hell do you come up with this? Black Cat Day, according to Bridge MCP, and Tom C says, more breaking news, additional top secret documents. Is that the same one? Uh, no, additional top secret classified documents found in the glove of in the glove box of Joe Biden's Corvette, along with eight track tapes and several copies of Mad magazines from the 1960s. And Jules Ray Winfield is in the house. He says, "Hey, Egberto, just saw the video, and I think it's despicable that they feel like they, when working class people are doing good, it's bad for the economy." That is so right to say that, uh, Brother Ray. Eric says, "May will take the plank out of your own party." eyes and own up to your wrongs oh my god look at the current situation whoa with those freaking doesn't i love you eric but you're off base there sir jules ray says economists kill me you know i have another one from sorkin i wish i had processed it i didn't process it yet where sorkin just about says that as well we can't have a good economy for people what is my color doing rolled up all right Alistair says, face green, smiling, face green, smiling, face green, smiling, face green, smiling. I'm smiling. All right. Um, look, I am doing, I'm working on a webinar. And the webinar is going to be based, you know, after, after talk, you know, I talk to a lot of people. And I get these questions all of the times about how do we talk to our right-wing friends and, well, not right-wing friends, because the problem is that they aren't their friends. And I'm like, everyone, sh we should make others our friends. So um, after talking it over with a few people, I am going to do a webinar with the how uh, it's worth it, how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. And uh, it's going to be, I, I hope it works out as a national thing. Uh, where where um, people will you know purchase some tickets for a whole um, couple of hours on um, how to talk to your right wing relatives friends and neighbors and additional to to that I will have folks give me a call if they want to they'll have a special number they can reach me at and so forth so I'm preparing that webinar I hope to have that webinar either the end of January the beginning of February sometimes. And I'll probably do the webinar on a weekly basis. And um, it would be nice if um, when I start it, those of you who have family, right-wing families, ask them to, you know, come on and join uh, the webinar. It's going to be at a, it's going to be at a fairly cheap price um, to, to do. And it's about how to talk, how to talk, whether you're left-wing, right-wing or whatever. But it's something that I, you know, I thought I would do just like, you know, sort of joining my own speakership. Jules Ray says, interest rates need to go down for regular consumers and stay up for investors if that's what they need. But I don't know if the system works that way. I'll admit my ignorance. Let me tell you, we shouldn't be messing with interest rates as they are right now because it hurts the common guy. Uh, but too often, that's not the case. Great, Deborah. I'm glad that you like the webinar idea. I'm working on it. I'm preparing the, the pages for it. It's going to be an online, sort of an online deal. And what I'm going to do is encourage people to get the book. They don't have to, but also to then sign up for the webinar. So we'll see how it works out. I'm putting that all together right now. And it's going to take me some time, just a whole lot to do. Um, but that is the name of the game. All right, guys, I don't have any more. Uh, I don't have any more for today. We are about four minutes early. Is there anything anybody wants me to shoot out before I end the program? Whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, 
Instagram, uh, Twitch, Twitter, LinkedIn. We're live on all those channels right now. Whatever you want to ask, whatever you want me to say, let me know, and then we'll take care of answering your questions. Anybody? Anything? Um, Lee Grant says, I already know how to talk to my right-wing friends. I tell them to beware of leftist insanity. I hope you're going to sign up for my webinar, Lee Grant, because it'll, you're, you'll make a good subject. Alistair Waters says, we'll definitely share the webinar with my loved ones. How exciting. Thank you. John Smith says, Egberto, when is your Ask Me Anything on the weekend? Uh, yeah, the first weekend of every, um, of every month, first weekend. So sign up. Go, go do it now. In fact, uh, let me go ahead and give you that link. Brother Barry, I said happy Friday the 13th, sarcastically speaking. Do you remember that? I remember Barry. Barry. You were on the show today, um, uh, Jules. I mean, uh, Ray, you were on the show today. Always love your input on the show. So you keep calling into the show. Deborah Moyer says, hasta luego. Have a good one, Deborah. Thank you for showing up. And right now, what I'm going to do is go get my links if I can find them. There it is. There it is. Okay, folks, please support the program. Politicsandright.com slash support is the all-encompassing support links where we can find all the support links. But as well, please consider giving us uh, PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Uh, we need more patrons, so please consider becoming a patron. Politicsandright.com slash patron. Politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And of course, you can get our books at politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. And don't forget our store, politicsandright.com slash store. Anyway, you guys have a marvelous rest of your Friday, the 13th. And please enjoy your weekend. I promise you I'll be working, preparing to give you guys more good programming in the new week that's coming up. Uh, my name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.